Lights, camera, action. When a script is written that is so bad, no one will film it. These brave podcasters will bring it to life just so they can mock it. This is Table Reads. So the movie's kaput, which means your script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. Table Reads with Sean McBee, Jeff Lewis, and Joshua Baker. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 108 of Table Reads. We're doing Lord of the Rings by John Borman, part nine. This is our first part nine ever in the entirety of this podcast. You're welcome, everyone. Lord of the Rings, part nine. This is so much. Everybody says these scripts are so bad, but Sean, we want more episodes. (laughs) Read more bad things to us. And you said, here, I'll give you some. The audience has spoken. Well, yes. We are. And here we are. We're doing this. Oh, wow. That is a legit. That's a lot. That's a a legit wide angle. Oh, yeah. On our our YouTube channel, if you guys are there, um, I got a super wide angle lens that I usually use for my 3D printer. So I can see what's going on on the on the printer, but I haven't printed anything in a while. So I just, I just steal it. Yeah, just steal it. He's using taking our likenesses, so we can fit all of us in here better. So, um, let's discuss where we've been so far on our almost record-breaking eight episodes. Previously on Table Reads. So we got to. Part eight, where most scripts are usually finishing. Um, And things finally started moving. Sam and Frodo made it into Mordor by carrying bushes and hiding behind them when anyone looks their way. You know, like a cartoon. Then we get a montage of Aragorn gathering forces to fight orcs, including a ghost army that has never been mentioned before and is never explained, though Jeff loves it. The no explanation ghost army. As well as dwarves rising up out of the ground fairly randomly. And don't forget Gandalf. With a Nazgul on his heels, he has to convince Denethor, the steward of Gondor, to open the gates. Which requires men to run on treadmills. You know, like a cartoon. (laughs) Efficiently. (laughs) (laughs) The fittest kingdom in the nation. When we left off, Sam had taken up the burden of Ringbearer because he thought Frodo dead after their encounter with Shelob, the larger-than-average spider. But once some orcs bleed into Frodo's mouth, he is revealed to be alive. And now both hobbits are at the mercy of their orc captors. Fade in. Blood play. I like how y'all like give me shit about liking Ghost Army, and in the same paragraph, you're like larger than normal spider. I phrased it that way because of you, Jeff. But a spider apologist because of in all here. your complaints. <laughs> what do you have against spiders, huh? That's larger than your normal. You're just mad you don't have eight legs. It's like one of them Australian spiders. <laughs> Any of them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Well, Never mind. Keep going. Exterior. Inner circle of walls. Minas Tirith. Night. Denethor and Pippin stroll along the top of the wall in a leisurely promenade. Promenade. Pippin is dressed as a court jester with cap and bells. The clothes do not fit too well and are blood-stained and full of arrow holes, suggesting the fate of his predecessor. Burning arrows and globules of fire fly over their heads. Pippin desperately tries to conceal his terror. Men and women are engaged in furious combat, repelling the orcs who are scaling the walls with ladders. The men throw back against the orcs as their own globules of fire and are furiously ripping apart the damaged battlements to use the stones as projectiles. Beyond the inner circle is the outer wall with the great breach in it. The houses and the cultivated land between the two walls is laid in ruin and flames. Orcs are swarming everywhere. The inner city is now under siege. Globules of fire rain onto the houses. Many fires are blazing. Oh, one second. 
keep forgetting to turn on the script for those watching on YouTube. And it's not working. What's oh, going no. on? There we go. There it is. Yay. Bye, Jeff. We did. Oh, there You're obscured. I'm hidden by art. So you can do stuff. <laughs> you can, like, read the, the script, like... What is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I picked up your glasses. <laughs> We're like, here you no. go. <laughs> We're here, guys. Now I can see. Um, ignore where he pointed. <laughs> I'm sure that wasn't right. <laughs> I didn't even see, but I'm sure it was I'm not right. The show. What if it was right? <laughs> what if? Um, on one side of Denethor, the sounds of a panicking populace. On the other... Your Denethor, yes. Who's Pippin? I'm Pippin. Okay, I'm Mary. I, I forgot which one of those I was. Oh, I'm Sam. Yeah, okay, never mind. I remember now. <laughs> Just mute that whole call. On the other, the beastly howls of the orcs. He is oblivious to both, and his crazed gaze is cast down at Pippin. Denethor's arm is around the hobbit's shoulder in a fatherly grasp. Honest Lord Denethor... The Hobbit songs are not fit for these times. We think of nothing more terrible than thunder and rain. These holes. Pippin indicates his costume. Denethor laughs. <laughs> my poor jester. He caught a few stray arrows fighting at my side. But that was before I heard the blast of Boromir's horn drifting on the wind. That was when I still believed in slaying. Now, perhaps, I believe in being slain. Now tell me of Boromir. Did you fare well with Lady Galadriel? Oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Pippin is about to tell a lie, but he cannot. Yes, yeah, no. I feel it was a halfling that she chose. Oh, shit. <laughs> Denethor breaks into mad laughter, which is full of despair. Oh. <laughs> a halfling? Pippin turns and sees Gandalf on Shadowfax galloping along the top of the wall. He rides past them. A few exhausted soldiers find the energy to cheer. Gandalf Yay. is... Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Clang. He's doing so good. <laughs> Gandalf is galloping towards a point where orcs <laughs> with flaming torches are scaling the wall. Soldiers flee, their clothes on fire. The orcs take mouthfuls from drinking skins and squirt the liquid out over the torches, and from the mouths of some of the orcs, spurting flames issue. Gandalf leaps from Shadowfax and engages the flame-spitting orcs, toppling many from the wall. You know, John Borman, like, saw some fire eaters at a carnival of some kind. This is a rad idea, though. I've never seen it done in, like, a battle in like this type of battle like wouldn't it be rad if the orcs actually blew fire onto mounted cavalrymen because they don't have horses but they had to do like the, the dance moves first yeah I don't know if it whoosh. like I mean how how affected would that be against a war horse like I wonder I don't I don't think, I don't think it'd be effective at all because yeah. I think basically when you spit out your your uh, accelerant that it's turning into a mist in the air and that big flame is just that all Dissipating. I don't think it, it's good for a an offensive measure. Would it be a, would it but be it would look cool axe, on though? screen, granted. Right? You could dip your fucking sword in it, and that'd be cooler. No, I mean, like... A, I mean, we've seen flaming swords all over. Yeah, we've seen that. We've but seen I mean, fucking spiders in this. <laughs> <You got> it. <laughs> it's never about sorry, the spider, Jeff. Fucking Come on. Fucking around with the spider. All right. Uh, I, I, think, I think we need to do a Mythbusters episode. Let's do it. I <laughs> I have Adam Savage's email. <laughs> I need lots of tiki torch fluid. Um, <laughs> spitting on horses and shit. <laughs> It'd be a fake horse. It'd be a, a fake, fake horse. This is a fake horse in Sean's front yard. Just, just three dudes that are spitting on. <laughs> Neighbors are driving by like. I guarantee what you. The fuck is I, I, I guarantee you that's not on YouTube. <laughs> it's, not, it's probably at some art installation somewhere. 
three dudes spitting fire on a horse. We're going to make it and sell it for a million dollars. Banana tape to a wall. Three dudes spitting on a horse. <laughs> three dudes, one horse. <laughs> That's on the internet. Um. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, where the fuck are we, you guys? <laughs> Jesus. Gandalf uh, leaps from Shadowfax. Yeah, you were leaping. Uh, uh, 136? Yeah, I know the page. Second paragraph. Uh, Gandalf leaps from Shadowfax and engages the flame-spitting orcs, toppling many away from the wall. Many from the wall. Shadowfax rears, kicks, and neighs at the orcs. The soldiers are encouraged and rally to Gandalf's aid. Denethor and Pippin stroll along the wall towards Gandalf. Gandalf is leaning against the battlements in a state of utter exhaustion. The orcs have been repulsed. He looks like a frail and beaten old man. He hears Pippin's voice and Denethor's demented laughter. With an effort, he pulls himself together. Denethor is waving a finger at him. So the One Ring has been found. Pippin looks guiltily at Gandalf. To send it with a witless halfling into the hands of the enemy himself, as you have done, that is madness. To Boromir it should have been entrusted. (laughs) To Boromir it should have been entrusted. (laughs) (laughs) Is there hope for Frodo? Never there was much, Pippin. Just a fool's hope. And you, Denethor, tempt me not with madness. Madness would be a great comfort to me. Boromir died well. Be content. You know, people should tell that to grieving parents more often. (laughs) (laughs) Timmy died died well. Be content. Just stop crying. He stabbed the nurse. (laughs) (laughs) Die well, man. They exchange looks in silence. A curious lull overtakes them. The air rings with cries of despair and panic and the howls of orcs. The tumbling pall of smoke and cloud hangs over them, now reddened by the blazing fires of Minas Tirith. A cock crows far off, startling Pippin from this moment of stillness. By the way, speaking of cocks crowing, Mm -hmm. one of my fucking neighbors has got a rooster now in this residential neighborhood that is waking us up every fucking morning. It won't after we do the fucking spitting thing. <laughs> I, posted, <laughs> I posted on next door about it and some bitch chimes in. That's what roosters do, Sean. <laughs> Maybe you should get a white noise machine. <laughs> that is what roosters do. That's my favorite thing. Why do you have a rooster? It's crowing. That's what they do. Oh, dude, that could be a whole bit we do. We just read next the door, next door comments. Yeah. Oh my god, that's what roosters do, Sean. Uh, or, or the posts in general. They're usually things like, "There was a black guy with a hoodie walking through right, my yeah. neighborhood in Atlanta." In Atlanta. <laughs> what are they doing here? Why don't they have homes and stuff to go to? Keep your eyes open, people. I got an attack chicken for this purpose. <laughs> an attack cock. An attack. A That's co- what they do, son. A cock crows. Can a crow cock? A cock crow? I don't know. I'm on the yes. I'm on the neighbor thing, but all the, it's just one post, and it was a guy asking which was the better urgent care to go to. That's all it is. Mine's boring. No, mine's mine has that same shit, Sean. Same stuff. Well, y'all bring y'all's in. Then. I y'all actually have police come into my yard the other day. And oh, they, they were like, "Yeah, there's somebody prowling around in your yard," and I'm like, "Excuse me." <laughs> oh yeah, there's like a pervert or something like watching. I, I don't know. They said it was somebody in a hoodie walking around, uh, saying that they're trying to snatch kids or something. Same it's guy. Some lady like fucking around. That's great. Yeah. He hits the ride here to Sean's neighborhood <laughs> on your car. After this episode, let's discuss our, our next door podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Edit all that out, Sean. <laughs> Don't steal our ideas, people. <laughs> Keep reading. Okay. Uh, sorry. 
A cock crows far off, startling Pippin from this moment of stillness. A cock crows. What omen is that? Sunrise. Breakfast. Sunrise. That's what that omen is, you fucking idiot. It's what they do, Pippin. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I should get a light noise machine. (laughs) (laughs) Get back on the treadmill. Make a new song for the hobbits. Denethor and Gandalf, despite their private agonies, laugh at the hobbit's inconsequential remark. Pippin is embarrassed. You fucking should be, idiot. Beyond this world of gloom, the sun is rising. Oh, wow. That's exactly what I said. (laughs) They scan the distant horizon, looking for hope. And instead of the cock crowing, a distant horn... This script does have a lot of cock. That's true. Even before now. That's true. There's been a lot. Did he smash? And instead of the cock crowing, a distant horn is heard. Gandalf turns to look across the Pelennor fields. The riders of Rohan! Rohan? <laughs> bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? Oh what shit! The riders of Rohan! For you? <laughs> twelve! Twelve! <laughs> dip, dip, dip! Go, son! I couldn't resist. That's good. Bad boys for life. Exterior, the fields of Pelennor. Day slash gloom. A great wave of the riders of Rohan gallops across the plain, Theoden at their head. The rider next to Theoden is blowing a long, melodious line on his horn. <laughs> that soundboard getting some fucking work, didn't it? Aumer <laughs> yeah. is leading another host of riders. A horn cries out in answer to the. <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> We had these queued up. He just knew the writers. He didn't discuss this with anybody. He's had two weeks. He's read the rest of the script like four times. I just have those all, like always, right in this row. Shut up, Jeff. It's not time for you to make that joke yet. (laughs) The horn next to Theoden signals again. We've had enough. Wait, no, no. (laughs) And all. All the riders break from a fast gallop into a synchronized parade-like canter. Their lances are at the ready. Swords are drawn. Their armor glitters. From a distance, they present thousands of points of light, shimmering and moving. They ride on at a regular, if not sinister, canter towards the the breach in the outer walls of Minas Tirith. Regular, if not sinister. I don't... Regular, if not sinister. What is a sinister canter? Yeah, but. So, like, the horses go. (laughs) (laughs) That's just for our video audience. From the side, you look like Beyonce from the single ladies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the ride is real hand. What? Uh, 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 uh. (laughs) I mean. You do a sinister yeah, canter. I've asked the question. You guys have <laughs> cantering to. with three feet and twirling his sinister horse stash. The number one That's rule of improv is yes and. And so far, <laughs> I asked the question. If you want to know what a sinister canter looks like, look up a Beyonce video, and you'll you'll see the answer. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> this is incredible. That's the name of our new band. We're so- Sinister Cantor. Sinister Cantor. Can we add Beyonce's Sinister Cantor to it? (laughs) For the kids. Exterior wall. Inner wall. Exterior inner walls. Day slash gloom. Inside the inner wall. (laughs) Inside the outside. There are mice talking. Hello, I am in the outdoors. (laughs) (laughs) The soldiers of the Minas Tirith. Of the Minas Tirith. Yeah. The soldiers of the Minas Tirith cheer wildly from the battlements as they watch Theoden's force of cavalry galloping towards the breach and orcs fleeing before them. They also say Eomer's men charging towards the distant concentration of Mordor forces cutting in behind them. High on the battlements, Gandalf stands, waving his sword. Men of Minas Tirith, to the breach! He jumps over the battlements onto an orc, scaling a ladder. His feet crash through the rungs as he plunges into the orcs. 
He directs the fall of the two poles of the ladder onto the terrified orcs. Sword in hand, he flings himself at them. The soldiers, dazzled by his example and encouraged by the arrival of the riders of Rohan, fling themselves after him with renewed vigor and swarm down upon the orcs. Exterior, the square inside the gates, Minas Tirith, <laughs> day gloom. Cries of joy run like waves across the city. The doors which give on to the great square of Minas Tirith are flung open. The people of Minas Tirith flood the square. The main gate is open. The people pour out, exultant, light-headed from the rigors and privations of the long siege. Civilians and women, as well as soldiers, swell the ranks, bearing any kind of weapon that comes to hand. They are ragged and dirty. Their fires have blackened their faces. The soldiers have not shaved for days. Many of them are weak from lack of food. It is an undisciplined rabble that empties out of the garrison city onto the Pelennor fields. The orcs flee before this crazy onslaught. Oh, they haven't shaven! Run! <laughs> they smell bad! Exterior, outside the breach. Day gloom. Theoden and his men charge the breach. The orcs retreat in front of them, rushing in all directions, piling up against each other in increasing numbers. Orcs are pouring out of the breach, driven back by Gandalf and his followers. Behind them, other orcs stumble over each other as Theoden presses them back into a solid wall of quarreling, swarming, hysterical orcs. The orcs in front, prodded by those behind, leap out at the riders in manic sorties. The orcs pile up in front of them, and the riders are brought to a halt. Exterior, Pelennor Fields, Day Gloom. Meanwhile, Eomir's company sweeps in a wide arc, cutting a path through orc encampments and then driving in towards the breach from, other, uh, from another angle. Eomir uses the open spaces to keep up his pace, turning and charging in zigzags. Exterior, outside the... Shut up, Siri. Ooh. Okay, so on my watch, there was like a whole paragraph written out that she had been like oh, getting shit. dictated to her accidentally all that time. You fucking It'd be funny if she's like, bitch. she's like, oh, the John Borman script. I have emailed it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I let your agents know. <laughs> uh, exterior, outside the breach, day gloom. Theoden's men have now dismounted and turned their horses so that their rears face into the orcs. The hindquarters of their horses are armored. They walk backwards, kicking their hooves. That's kind of cool. No, it isn't. Why not? <laughs> Picture it. Close your eyes, Jeff. Yeah. Picture horses walking backwards, kicking. That's, play, hey, yeah, but play, they're, they're against play. the wall. They're, they've got the orcs against the wall, and they're like, jab, 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 and they can't get to them. So they're like, fuck it, turn the horse around. They're just drop kicking all the fuckers in the head. Play a funny song. <laughs> ah! <laughs> That's not Benny Hill. <laughs> DJ Sean, you're in the horse kickers. <laughs> the horse kickers. I gotta take that off when we do a like a period piece like this. <laughs> it really worked for like Batman versus Superman. Not so much for this script. Nah, keep it on there. Let us do John Adams, and then we'll get rid of it after John Adams. John Adams? Get the script. We have a script for John Adams? No one told me. What are we talking about? <laughs> yes, and <laughs> it is a good script that we will do. See, because he the knows improv. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, kicking their hooves. Between the horses, the riders thrust their lances. Only Theoden and his captains remain mounted, directing their troops. From inside the wall of orcs, mounted Uruks emerge. A, Ur a Uruk captain, <laughs> armed with a lance, breaks through the line of horses. Theoden starts off towards him. The king hurls his sword at the Uruk rider. The sword whirls through the air and flies into the Uruk. He falls to the ground but rises again. 
the sword sticking out of his chest. He wails painfully and staggers away. The the wall of orcs opens up and reabsorbs him. The cheers of the riders mix with the agonized wail of the Uruk. Exterior. Helenor Fields. Day gloom. So much reading. So much reading. The wail of the Uruk is answered and echoed with increasing hysterical intensity by swarming hands, bands of orcs and trolls deployed all over the Pelennor fields. Responding to the cry, the Nazgul appears, galloping madly across the plain on his skinned horse. Exterior, outside the breach, day gloom. Armed with a quivering lance, the Nazgul charges towards the rear of the Wall of Orcs, emitting a terrifying vibrato wail. The Orcs open up, and he thunders between them, galloping directly at Theoden. At the sudden apparition of the Nazgul, the horses of the riders of Rohan go berserk. They rear and bolt away. Among the riders, there is confusion and panic. Theoden bravely spurs his horse towards the Nazgul. His sword is gone. He draws a pathetically small dagger, which he waves at his foe. The Nazgul's lance pierces Theoden's chest and passes through his back. He is jousted to the ground, landing on his feet. Speaking of jousting, I'm going to Medieval Times for the first time ever this weekend for my birthday. It's fun as hell. Pick the green one. (laughs) The Green Rider. The Green Rider. I'm, I'm really excited. I've always wanted to go. It's super cool. I've never You'll been love either. You'll love it. Uh, Speaking of Jousting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> See, I, I totally threw us off. It's my fault. Yes, You and. guys should fire me as co-host. <laughs> what the Just fuck? No, no, you got too much reading to do. <laughs> Come over to my house every week. <laughs> Get out of your own office. Do that We're heavy, doing the podcast. Do the heavy lifting. Fucking Sean just invites us over to his house to read to us. <laughs> <laughs> it's story time. <laughs> Tell us about the Nazgul again, Mr. Sean. <laughs> um, ah, he is jousted to the ground, landing on his feet. Grasping the long lance, he pivots around, swinging the end of the lance into the hind legs of the Nazgul horse. Nazgul's horse. The horse stumbles and Nazgul is thrown to the ground. He gets to his feet and drawing his sword moves towards Theoden's body, which is now sprawled out on the ground, the great lance impaled in his chest. One of the riders spurs his horse up to Theoden. Mary is sitting before him on the saddle. The Nazgul jeers and wails. The horse rears in fear. The rider jumps to the ground while Mary topples off. The rider confronts the Nazgul, who advances menacingly. The rider call. Who's the rider? What's that mean? Doesn't say. I mean, who I, wants I, to be the rider? I don't know. I'll be the rider. Okay. I'll say Mary. Um. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Uh, the rider confronts the Nazgul, who advances menacingly. The rider calls out in a voice trembling with emotion. Mary is terrified, but manages to draw his blade. Be gone, foul lord of Carrion. Leave the dead in peace. The rider charges the Nazgul. The Nazgul strikes a mighty blow. The sword arm of the rider drops in agony. Mary jumps recklessly at the Nazgul, who slashes at him with his sword. Mary gets under the blow, which just catches his thigh, cutting deep. Mary is right against the Nazgul and thrusts his dagger into the Nazgul's knee in a joint in his armor. Meanwhile, the rider, dropping his sword, catches it with the other hand and drives it at the Nazgul, lunging the sword into him. Wait. It's gotta be Aragorn. Hold on. This is like the the Arya move. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. Damn. It's like been in things a lot recently. Yeah. Yeah. But 1970? I never saw that shit in 1970. That's awesome. John Borman gets props for that. They did. He called it. Maybe George R. R. Martin read this script. You know, it is a strikingly similar type. 
Mm. Mm-hmm. Like dark, mm. evil, bad guy, right? Like also J.R.R. Tolkien, George R.R. R. Martin. What? Guys. Yeah, uh, from the famous R.R. lineage. <laughs> Har, har, har. They got their money from the railroads, you see. The ra- <laughs> <laughs> Do not pass go. You shall not pass go! <laughs> Leave your $200. Lord of Monopoly. <laughs> hey, you know that exists somewhere. Monopoly of the Rings. Kickstarter. <laughs> um, blah, blah, blah. Uh, where is this sword dropping? Wait a minute. One Had- ring to rule them all is great. Lord of the Rings Monopoly fodder. Yeah, it is. Oh, that makes sense. The Nazgul shudders with convulsions. He crashes to the ground, breaking into the components of his empty armor from which dark fumes rise. <laughs> The Nazgul's horse has risen up, risen from the ground and gallops in berserk circles. It comes up to the fuming remnants of the Nazgul, picks up the empty helmet in its mouth, and heads off towards <laughs> Mordor. <laughs> That's weird. That is weird. Dibs. <laughs> okay, one thing I can say I've never seen in a movie, horse picking up its dead master's helmet and trotting away. <laughs> <laughs> this is a cartoon for sure. It's really good. Thing. Uh, Mary and the rider have fallen to the ground, lifeless. Gandalf, followed by the men of Minas Tirith, is fighting his way towards the breach from the other side of the wall. Orcs pour out, only to be confronted by the riders of Rohan, whose captains have rallied their men and formed a circle of horsemen with the kicking rear of horses facing the enemy. <laughs> we shall fight them with horses' asses! <laughs> Take that, disrespect. It's what you get for calling me a horse's ass. <laughs> Theoden is dying. Above him stands the Hornbearer, blowing a plaintive dirge. It's a little early, like he's not dead yet. Save the dirges till he's dead. Oh. It's, a, it's a Nickelback song. He's he just, he's, Meanwhile, he's down there going, I'm not dead yet. Yeah, he's like he's like crawling towards the thing. They're like, oh, that's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> he's playing taps. He's just playing yeah, taps. <laughs> sad Hulk music. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, walking away. Um, Mary, wounded and dazed, looks across at the rider, his companion. The face is deadly white. The eyes are glazed. The rider's helmet is dislodged, and locks of hair show through. Mary crawls over to the rider and removes the helmet. Long, blonde hair cascades out. It is Eowyn, daughter of Theoden. I should have guessed... Mary sobs and cries like a bitch. His head sways as if he is about to faint. The wound on his thigh darkens. He begins to undress her cold, stiff body. Yeah. What? Removing the thick leather armor. Her beautiful body is revealed. A terrible wound disfigures. I cannot read this. The, the horn guy's not going like. <laughs> Playing like porn music. (laughs) No. The writers cry out in wonder and despair at the sight of Eowyn. At her naked body, you mean. It didn't say naked. It just said it's taking her arm off. Her beautiful body is revealed. Removing the thick layer. Maybe she has like a like a like a like a nice thin layer of uh I don't know, something that's not leather. Someone read the writer line. (laughs) It, It is our lady Eowyn. She rode in disguise with a hero halfling. At this, Mary looks up. His head sways. He slumps to the ground. His consciousness fades. See to the lady. A rider begins to clean Mary's darkening wound, but the other riders are too much in awe to approach Eowyn. The last glimmer of life drains out of Theoden. The hornblower blows the same plaintiff dirge. Oh, encore! It reminds me of that Reddit. That, like, why were they filming? Like, why was he horning? <laughs> like, 
<laughs> it's his job to just like look at the battle and like play whatever's happening. <laughs> like, oh, he's like the guitar guy from Mad Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, is, yeah. is he now playing the the Jurassic Park theme? <laughs> no, you, you, gotta, you gotta let it get to the sad Hulk part. <laughs> <laughs> That's Sad Hulk? Yeah. I don't know what the fuck he's playing. Play Sad Hulk. <laughs> Where's my phone? Oh, it's in front of me. He did he didn't give us input, so he can't like input anything over here. I got I got a microphone right here. I'll call in. I'll call in. I bet that board has a USB. I could call on my phone and be <laughs> like, We have a caller. And I'd play Sad Hulk. <laughs> I got him. Um the last glimmer of life streams. Oh, yeah. Same plane of dirge. Okay. Over the mounds of rubble at the breach, Gandalf and his followers appear. Some of the riders cheer, but are barely heard over the sorrowful cries of their companions, the howling of the orcs, and the moaning of the wounded. Gandalf, followed by Denethor and Pippin, walks into the circle of rider- riders. Denethor drags the crown behind him, hanging on a leash from his belt. So weird. Pippin runs to Mary's side. Gandalf kneels beside Theoden and gently lifts up the king's head, caressing his brow. Froth bubbles at his mouth. His face is gray. Above the horn call, Denethor's crazy ranting is heard. Our blood is rotting and we fall into a deeper dream of terror. The Dark Lord will snatch our bodies and we shall linger at the edge of life and become his accursed race. Gandalf! Surely you can heal us of the black shadow. He lies down beside Theoden and grotesquely goes through the motions of dying, although he has suffered no wound. What the fuck? <laughs> Just making fun of him. I'm dying too. Oh, hey, look, I'm you. I'm you. It sucks to be dead. Boo. Gandalf does not answer Denethor's provocation. The distant din of high-pitched bugle calls has caught his attention. He rushes off, drawing his sword, his cloak billowing. The hornblower continues his dirge of distress. Mary's eyes half open. He sees Pippin and smiles. He talks as if in a daze. Hello, Pippin. Oh, my arrow. And I am a jester, Mary. Heroes and jesters are equals in the Shire, aren't they? We shouldn't forget the dear old Shire. Table Reads will return after this brief word from our sponsors. What's up, Docs and Docettes? Trevor Thompson, the self-appointed Looney Tunes critic here, and if you like old cartoons and watching online reviewers dissect them, then you probably said the same thing I did about two years ago. Hey, what the fuck? Mayor, watch your language, you bud. Every Saturday morning, I do a brand new commentary of a Warner Brothers short. All throughout the month, I do video essays examining the history of these cartoons. Catch my videos on YouTube.com slash Ferris Wheelhouse 2, or just use the hashtag Looney Tunes Critic. And now, here's Eric Bauza, the new voice of Bugs Bunny. You've been listening to the Looney Tunes Critic. Ain't he a stinker? Lights, camera, action. So the movie's kaput. Which means your script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. Now, back to Table Reads. All right, halfway through this episode, and you guys have had like a line each. Yeah, Yeah, we're doing really good. Yeah. That's what happens when you get to the big battle scenes. It's just like, Sean, 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 Sean. Well, it depends on what script it is, because in Gladiator, <laughs> the battle scenes were like, they attack. He has won the day. <laughs> that, that's true. Talk yes. To his son. The, wow. Nick Cave is not good at writing battles. He killed seven horsemen with 12 strikes. <laughs> there were 12 trees there. <laughs> All 18 kids wept. Conversely, you have like the baseball scene in Shazam. Which, I don't know if you listened to that one, Jeff, because you weren't on it, but the baseball scene went on, I think, a whole episode. It was a long, yeah. It was like the metaphor in Paradise by the Dashboard Light. It was just sex. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just sex over and over again. Like, it literally got to the point where, like, my brain started, like, just dumping endorphins into my body because it thought that I was dying from the (laughs) monotonous repetition. (laughs) Like you know, you know when you go on a long road trip and you get that that road hypnosis from the 
yeah. the yellow line yeah, at yeah, night, yeah. just and that's all you can see. It was that. Oh my god! But from like cut two, the baseball goes at the cut two, cut two. Like, oh god, it was terrible. It was like the that's worst be- thing I've ever done in my life. See, that's behind the scenes stuff because that was when I was still just a fan. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You, you before missed. before Josh saddled me with you. Uh, yeah, that's sorry. true. <laughs> I watched okay. that movie with you guys. That's for a different. That's podcast. true. Wow. Yeah, that was yeah. a great movie. Fade in. Exterior. Outside the gates of Minas Tirith and Pelennor Fields. Day gloom. Day gloom. Day, day gloom. Shrill, piercing bugle calls, obsessively repeated, announce the advance of a great horde of orcs who come pouring over the knolls. The orcs that were fleeing before the citizens of Minas Tirith turn about and join their fellows in thrusting towards the wall. Great troll orcs whip the air with red banners bearing the black evil eye. Orc trumpeteers precede the implacable onslaught, writhing frantically to squeeze out every ounce of breath into each trumpet blast. (laughs) <laughs> They're just trying so hard. <laughs> For the country. I do. I do envision like the Mad Max scene with the mm-hmm. guitarist. Like, I feel like one of work is up there. Like, because he's it's, it makes it seem like he's like playing his heart out. Like, this is for my brother. Yeah, yeah. For my brother. I like to think of that from like a a reality perspective. Like. At what point do these guys go like, all right, so we got we got our trucks tricked out with weapons. Have we thought of a stage <laughs> with like pyrotechnics and big speakers? Oh. And and Bill, he can get out there and sing his hit song, Witness. <laughs> Wit- witness me, witness you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why they're like when they spray their mouths and they yell witness, they're all just big fans of that band. <laughs> they're they're like the post-apocalyptic juggalos. <gasps> I gotta watch it. And that now. silver spray is Fago. That's what Oh my god. He knows so much about <laughs> juggalos. Oh, my little sister was a juggalo. Oh no! Wow, this is breaking news. Hold on a minute. Stop the music. <laughs> My little sister is also a meth head. Oh, but yikes. being a juggalo is much more embarrassing to me. Wow! I was only surprised by one of the. Things and my that brother you said. is a Trump supporter, so that's far more embarrassing than any of the rest of it. We're learning so much this today. Is so <laughs> much about out of nowhere. I'm glad Brad. I stopped this for the bit. For the bit, guys. Guys. <laughs> Not to get too much into my personal life, but over the Christmas break, I met my father for the first time in my life. Oh, my God. What the fuck? And this guy took it upon himself in our brief meeting, meeting his son for the first time uh, since I was two. uh, One topic of conversation was how taking in Cuban refugees in the 1970s is the reason we have AIDS. (gasps) What the fuck? A philosopher he is. (laughs) (laughs) Philosopher he is. So yeah, my family is just real fucked up, like top to bottom. That's incredible. I'm coming to your next family. We can have we can (laughs) we can share some stories later, man. (laughs) Holy shit! I mean, I've had like I got Trump supporters and uh, and meth heads, but nothing as bad as a juggalo. (laughs) 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 Got me beat. I don't know if she still is, but she had like some ICP tattoos on her wrists. When you're in, you're in, man. You don't get out of that. That's not the Yakuza of music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck me. Okay, let's read this thing. <laughs> I love what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> An orc trumpeteer is struck by arrows. Blood gushes out of the trumpet and rains upon the orcs. Awesome. That's metal as fuck. <laughs> this whips them into a lustful frenzy. They break into a run. Curing all of them of their spider wounds. <laughs> they all get hard-ons. <laughs> the whole horde of orcs, a massive front, is running towards the walls. At this sight, the soldiers and citizens are suddenly sobered from their sword-happy interlude. <laughs> they flee towards the gates. The gates are jammed by the citizens who are now seized by panic. 
The guards of the gate attempt to organize an orderly retreat. The great horde of orcs squashes the people against the wall, reducing them to a confused phalanx, six to eight men deep, which extends from the breach to well beyond the gates. The onslaught of the orcs is murderous. The people in the back of the phalanx are squashed and battered against the wall and trampled and suffocated, but the first rows put up a furious fight against the orcs. The first fighting line of the phalanx of Minas Tirith is made up of a chaotic succession of regular soldiers such as archers, pikemen, and swordsmen, and sections of the populace of Minas Tirith. Along these are the bee cultivators, dressed entirely in leather, with wicker masks and bees swarming around their gloved hands. Hold on. Bees! Are Are there beekeepers? Carrying out beehives like, and being like, take that! Like bee, <laughs> bee man. The bee cultivators. Yeah, but they're uniformed. They're dressed entirely in leather with wicker. There's like a bee squad. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is incredible. <laughs> this is getting pretty rad. Blacksmiths with leather aprons and long handled hammers. Farmers with an array of pitchforks and spikes. What do farmers use spikes for? I mean, I know they got pitchforks for the hay, right? But spikes? Oh, I just happen to have some spikes around in my, in my barn. I, I this don't know. is inc- this. It, it gets better. This gets so good. Women, some pregnant, <laughs> some nursing. Oh god, they got the babies. <laughs> Clad in armor, improvised from kitchenware. Ah! Spray them with the titty. Because they're women. The people have hoisted impoverished, colorful banners while the soldiers fly their regular flags. Oh, thank God all the fucking townspeople spent time getting together a ragtag group of banners. Wait, did I say impoverished? I meant improvised. You did say impoverished, brother. <laughs> they both work, kind of. They do work. That's why they're both equally shitty. There is a man in the hood in a hoodie in the background prowling about. They could have been out helping. like Instead of painting, they're like, wait, no, the poster's not done. Have hoisted improvised, colorful banners while the soldiers fly their regular flags. The children, the old and the infirm, are on the walls, hurtling down pieces of the battlements onto the orcs. That's the wall! The battlement is the wall! You're throwing the wall that protects you at the people attacking you. That can only go so far. Take this shit! At some point, that that, uh, tactic will backfire on you. When the orcs are coming up and you're going like, and they're stepping over the wall. <laughs> you realize you've made a serious tactical your error. Gun doesn't fire once, so you just throw it at him. Click. <laughs> eh. You can always hit him with it. So it, it this somewhat. This is kind of a tangent, but it reminds me. I've read recently about this battle. Oh, our first tangent. The, the first, uh, the first trebuchet. That they built, like they had to build it on site because they couldn't figure out how to move it once they built it. So they built it, tore it down, and then moved it. And then when they got to the battle, the people in the castle fucking gave up. Like, oh shit, look at that thing. Like, we're we're fucking, we give up. And they didn't have to fight. And then the dude was like, hell no, we brought this all the way here. And he, <laughs> we're going to use it. Yeah, he sent them back in, finished building it, then fucked them up. <laughs> Really? Yeah. You should look that battle on. It's fucking incredible. Here's a tangent to your tangent. America did that with the nuke. That's right. Well, we did drop the nuke, though. You know, but see, no, yeah, here's like, the thing. We built this thing, and so, they're like, we give up. No, so, just kidding. So Truman didn't know about the bomb before he became president. Okay. Uh, he was vice president. Nobody told him about any of sure, it. Sure, sure, super secret. He had no idea. Right. So he becomes president. They're like, okay, so we have this mega bomb. <laughs> And he's like, oh, <laughs> shit, we got to do that. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Japanese are, like, trying to surrender to us through the Russian through Russian contacts, uh, Soviet contacts at the time, um, for three months. They're like, we would please like to surrender, please. And he goes, no, nah, man, we built these bombs. We're going to use them. <laughs> so he dropped them both on Japan. Um, and he kept the reason he didn't accept their surrender was he said like no no Emperor Hirohito your living deity needs to be taken out of power mm. not moving on that 
do it or and he knew they wouldn't do it because he's their living deity that's like if the Japanese came to us and said okay you want to surrender you got to give up Jesus or the basically inter- or the internet yeah uh, the world's first trebuchet so here's the thing <laughs> he nukes Japan right and then they surrender and he let Hirohito stay in power the one thing that he was asking for in order to let them surrender so it was all bullshit uh, and <laughs> Harry S. Truman is a war criminal. It's when he became President Psych. <laughs> Harry S. Truman <laughs> built the first nuclear trebuchet. Yeah, uh, wow. Japan's like weird flex, but okay. <laughs> we, <laughs> we surrender. <laughs> Atomic trebuchet. <laughs> That's my favorite story. I, I love that trebuchet story though because really the good. thing is like I can picture them like looking out and like, I don't know what the fuck they're building but it looks scary. Like what the fuck is that? We give up. He's like hell no, give me a minute. Like, hell no. We rolled this shit here from all the way over there. They, they send the head of the guy that came out to surrender <laughs> on the trebuchet. Yeah. <laughs> shit. <laughs> There's a note in his mouth that says, okay, now you can surrender. (laughs) We're out of rocks. Y'all can give up now. (laughs) What if it backfired, though? What if if they surrendered and they're like, no, I'm using this. And they're like, that's not that scary. (laughs) Then they pick up arms. (laughs) We thought it was a lot worse. Let's go get them. (laughs) Turn on the trebuchet. Uh... Through this throng of humanity, Gandalf wades, trying to organize the men into a formal phalanx to resist the onslaught and to retreat in an orderly way. Exterior, outside the breach, day gloom, Eomer gallops into the circle of horsemen. He leaps from his mount and lands at Theoden's side. Who was Eomer? I don't think it was me. I'm oh, Denethor. Uh, who who is he? Am I giving him a good voice? What is it? He's uh, Aomir is son. Theoden's son, right? Uh, he was uh, Carl Urban. Oh, father, <laughs> father! <laughs> he tries so hard when he acts. <laughs> I I love Carl Urban. Yeah, yeah. I would he goes so hard. I would be best friends with him. We build. He would have no together. say in it. Uh, Denethor is writhing on the ground, ranting crazily. Remember, Denethor is not harmed. Yeah. My son, my son, the Dark Lord took him, and soon he will take us all. Pluck us all from these vain efforts of war. Oh, can I can I do a weird reread on that? Go ahead. Can you do it super theatrically, like he's still pretending to die, but like super Shakespearean, like <laughs> my, my son, son, my yeah, my that, son, overact it, yeah. The Dark Lord took him, and soon he will take us all. Pluck us all from these vain efforts of war. That was way better. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, better. Good. Good. Better. And the people in the cheap seats could hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Pippin cradles Mary in his arms. Death. All oh, this death. Pippin, uh, how is death in the Shire? I, I can't remember. Pippin strains to remember. Death in the Shire? The hobbits die. Oh, yes. Remember Sam's great uncle? Mm. Mary nods. He became overripe and fell out from being there into fireside stories. Mary swoons away, but with a smile on his face. Eomir's head is buried in his father's chest. Theoden stirs, and his hand drifts feebly to his head. His trembling fingers draw the crown from his wispy white hair and drop it weakly onto Aomir's head. Then he dies in a spasm. <laughs> Perfect musical cue. Thank you, iPad. Aomir rises. The riders cheer while tears run down their cheeks. Hail Aomir, King, King of, of Rohan! Rohan! Yeah. We rehearse this. Aomir leaps onto his horse. His tears give way to anger as he acknowledges the homage of the riders. Exterior, battlements of Minas Tirith. Day gloom. 
The clamor of horrified cries rises from the walls. Far to the right, winding across a hillock and approaching Minas Tirith, is a monstrous snake, perhaps a hundred yards long. Wow. This is a larger than average snake. This is a larger than average snake. You got something against big snakes? Yeah, after we just saw the fucking battle with pregnant women, like with kids on their tits and shit, and it's like, (laughs) oh, and a bigger snake. Woo. You know, I've got to fight the battle, but little Billy's hungry. (laughs) I hope we don't run into a larger than normal snake. (laughs) Children scream. And the elders fall to their knees in despair. Just at the sight of the snake. They just drove fucking troll orcs and shit, like spitting fire out of their fucking mouths. Like, ah! Oh, big snake! (laughs) Somebody called John Voight! I was gonna gonna say say Arnold. Chop the head off of it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) No, that's what uh, Neville Longbottom would do. I was a Conan fan, man. Yeah. (laughs) Exterior, the gates. Big gloom. Fuck you, Siri. Big gloom. Big gloom. A shudder of horror trembles through the people of Minas Tirith. Gandalf is at the gates organizing the retreat. The orcs react to the calls of despair with brutish joy. Gandalf rears up on Shadowfax. He is perplexed by the sight of the snake. So are we all. Exterior. Outside the breach. Day gloom. Eomir is standing on his saddle, watching the snake move through the orc encampments and his own troops responding to it with dismay. He drops down into the saddle, his face flushed and reckless. He calls out to his men. Before we drown in a sea of orcs, let the riders of Rohan slay his monster snake and avenge the death of our king. The snake didn't kill the king. He just... <laughs> that line was hard to read. <laughs> his men rally as he rides into the orcs. His ferocity opens a path and the riders break through the orc lines. The orcs pile up in front of the riders and press in front in from the sides. The riders hack and swashbuckle away through. I have never seen swashbuckle used as a verb. <laughs> Just swashbuckling through here. Their progress growing ever slower. Some of the riders are forced to dismount, and they use their horses to kick at the enemy. There's a button on these horses. Just yeah, it's <laughs> <start> kicking. <laughs> oh shit! Kick the snake. <laughs> But they are closer to the snake now as it twists ever nearer. It's the no-handed, no-weaponized, unmagical, big fucking snake that's a hundred feet long. Three hundred feet long. No, it's not. Was it three hundred? It said a hundred yards. Yeah, that's three hundred feet. Oh my god! You can just stab it anywhere. Yeah. You don't even have to be near the head. You can be three hundred feet away from the fucking head and just be stabbing the it's, shit out of yeah, it. Yeah, it's not. It, it's only really effective in like a cave. It's, it's got a fucking this. Yeah, that's much a, that's a really good point. Yeah. You can hurt it, and it has like twenty minutes before it can get over to hurt you. Yep. Fuck this snake. <laughs> just right up. Just start off slicing it from the tail. Yeah, right up, yeah. right up to the fucking head. Just. <laughs> Like a like a carrot. Yeah. Curl your fingers in. Just had the tail. Um. Suddenly, wait. But they are closer to the snake now as it twists ever nearer. It seems that Aomir will not break through. The orcs have brought the riders to a standstill. Suddenly, the snake disintegrates. It breaks up into sections, each part living and moving. Oh, this isn't good. The enormous head collapses, and out of it breaks a great white banner with a tree embossed on it. The snake was made of warriors, their shields (laughs) painted and held over their heads, forming the stripes and shape of a snake. As the snake disintegrates, the warriors run cheering to Eomir's aid. Eomir can scarcely believe his eyes. Despair becomes elation. The orcs are forced to turn from the riders as they are attacked from behind. Hey, Omer. 
Do you have a line? <laughs> you gotta stand up. Fuck. <laughs> what the fuck was any of that? That was a line, right? <laughs> no hope was our last hope. Fade out. That puts us right in an hour for this episode. I figure that's a good point. <laughs> we'll finish Perfect. with the... So it's like a marching band, right? <laughs> you know how marching bands form all those big... But yep, it's a snake. Yep. And even all the orcs were like, yeah, our giant snake that we didn't know about is here. What <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? But did it. Let me read this again. Y'all, y'all talk. I, I gotta read this again. Oh, you're, you're doing it in your head. <laughs> Sorry, I thought... <laughs> the snake was made of warriors. The snake's made of warriors, Their Jeff. shield painted and held over their... And they're heads. warriors of Gondor, judging from the white tree on their banner. The snake would only work if you were above it. Yeah, like if you were on the ground, you'd see you their little feet. you see a bunch of dudes with their fucking shield. <laughs> the fuck is that? Maybe they It's have- like a marching band. You have to be up high to see the <laughs> yeah, shape why of the the orcs not fuck with yeah, it? Like- what? A football-sized steel <laughs> snake. <laughs> okay, you guys, you remember the Hobbit movies? How they like would how they would the dwarves would form like balls of dwarves and roll. Yeah, it's like that, I guess, because this is as bad as the Hobbit. Yeah, but I don't think anybody was looking at the ball, being like, "Wow, a giant orb." They were like, "Wow, <laughs> that's a ball of dwarves." <laughs> These people were completely fooled that this was a fucking snake, a living snake. Everybody in the castle was like, we're going to die because there's a snake. Oh, it's just 300 people. Nobody had heard about this tactic ever before either. Like, it's brand new. They're like, hey, guys, what if we formed into a giant snake? The orcs like, wouldn't even recognize us. This will never work. Whoa, whoa. never work. What do you mean? Like the Trojan horse. No, like Voltron. Like like a Voltron snake. Like a real snake. <laughs> you be some snake. So scale. when Voltron's forming into a snake, what do they say? Because, you know, they're like, forming left leg. So they're like, forming tail. Forming more tail. More tail. <laughs> Long body. And then Keith's like, and I'll form the head. No hope was our last hope. What does that line mean? Uh, it just sounded fucking cool when they wrote it down. It was like that sounds cool. They just they just got bamboozled by a giant snake that turned out to be men. So this is the day they decided to write while taking a whole bunch of mescaline. <laughs> Episode nine. Episode nines are fucking wild. I don't know why you stop at eight. Episode nine: the giant snake bamboozle. <laughs> <laughs> Black Snake Moan. Oh, that's a good one. So, hey, everybody. Uh, let me turn off this script. We don't need that anymore. Fuck off, script. Do? Stop reading ahead. Yeah, they were probably reading ahead. I'm looking at half you, a page here. Sam. You assholes. Oh, I forgot can't, where the camera was. I'm can't like, they download the script? Sean <laughs> <laughs> looked directly at us. And was like, you <laughs> assholes. You guys. You assholes. I hate those guys. Hey, Josh, where can people find you on the internet? Me at joshuajbaker.com. I'm doing a whole hell of a lot more video stuff uh, right here. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually, it's hard, isn't it? Like you want backwards. it to be a mirror image so you can see yeah, what you're so, doing. Uh, you can see some of my Vimeo stuff. I actually got a whole bunch of new stuff gonna gonna be going up here soon, and probably the next episode I'll 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 update that shit. But yeah, reach Great. out, do some video stuff. Yeah, he does video stuff. Yeah, he's good at it. And you can find me at www.wikipedia.com/trebuchet. It's wikipedia.org, idiot. No, I got the other one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For anywhere that you could want to find table reads, go right here to Linktree slash table reads. Um, And it has everywhere that we are on the internet. You can just click. You can go to our Patreon. Do that. So you can experience our live streams. Just for giving us, you know, a few bucks a month or whatever. Yeah, you can watch me. We are 108 episodes into providing you free entertainment. Who else has provided 110 hours, probably, of free entertainment? Lots of people, that's who. But 
Nobody's giving us money for it, so help us out. Come on. But they normally get bad around that many episodes. I we're, need some more dill good. pickle peanuts. We Those started bad, and then we had a bad middle, and now we're pushing through bad. Incredible. That's the whole premise of the podcast. Since Everything here, is bad. Since I've gotten here, I've enjoyed this podcast 100%. <laughs> <laughs> I say everything is bad except for Preacher and Roger Rabbit 2. Those were great scripts. Hey, those are good scripts. So, um, yeah, go to there, find all the stuff. Like and subscribe, please, wherever you are experiencing this, whether it's YouTube or iTunes or Stitcher. Subscribe, like us, and tell your friends. Uh, that's it for us. We'll see you next week for an un unprecedented part 10 oh. of this script double digits son double Come digits on. holy shit now if we can wrap this up at episode 11 then it will symbolize one episode for each member of the fellowship of the ring but it's also your first it's your first triple digit episodes that you went a double digit script holy shit wow we gotta read something short next time <laughs> <laughs> the little palate cleanser. Yeah. So that's it for us. Uh, we will see you next week. And until then, we will miss you. This podcast was created by Sean McBee. For more, visit TableReadsPodcast.com. Cut to black. Black. black.